know the name of this show. It's called Edge of Your Seat Podcast, right? So we do things differently anytime we want to to keep you on the edge of your seat. We're going to do something different starting this episode out. We're going to open the show with a chat. Scott Banks of Dwight, the owner of Victory Lane's Bowling Alley slash restaurant slash bar, is looking for a possible new owner for his business. He explains it all right here, why he wants to sell, what he's looking for, what he'll help you with, all of those details in this chat right here. Let's listen to Scott Banks. We'll be right back right after this. Beautiful day in the neighborhood. Probably a little better, more beautiful day for my guest right now. We got a lot of important things to talk about, but why not start with the weather in Florida? Scotty Banks. Dwight Scotty Banks, owner of Victory Lanes in Dwight, and you're in Florida, and it's way beautiful there. 90 degrees and sunny, beautiful. I'm jealous. I'm very jelly. So you take a break from Dwight's to go to Florida, but there's really never a break as you were a business owner, and there's always stuff going on. So with there always being stuff going on, I mean, uh, you contacted me and said, hey, man, uh, you see what we have here at Victory Lanes. Everybody does in the area, and you had a, had a nice run. What did you start with, a five-year plan, and it's landed to 17 years of business? Uh, exactly. We had a five-year plan to turn a business around and make some money and sell it, and it's turned into 17 years of love and labor, but we're very, very happy to where we're at right now. We not only survived the pandemic and everything else, we're thriving. We're busier than we've ever been. That's awesome. A bowling alley. I mean, there's not a lot of things to do in the Dwight area, but a bowling alley, a great restaurant, a bar, you kind of got a little bit of everything in your business. Uh, there's no place around. Bowling alleys, you know, people think, oh, they got, you know, burgers and fries and food. We have a full menu, steaks, chicken, fish, shrimp, the homemade pizzas. The food is fantastic. You can ask anyone around. It's absolutely fabulous. And you pair that with, we have bowling and a beautiful bar. There's no place where you can have outings or fundraisers or come and have a good time at night and have your dinner and entertainment and everything. There's no place within 50, 60 miles. So we're the only show. And you guys do a lot of that, right? A lot of gatherings, a lot of, you know, Christmas parties, birthday parties, all that kind of stuff. Because like you said, you're kind of the only one around. Uh, We do. Birthday parties, anniversary parties for the kids, adults. Anybody that wants to have a party, we're the place. You said 17-year plan, so you got this in like 2005? Right. Yeah, pretty close. I couldn't tell you exactly. It's been so long. It's been a family business. Me and my wife, some of our kids. But it's just gotten too big for us. I'm old. I've just turned 57. I never thought I would make 50. I have a horse farm with horses and kids and sports and baseball and softball. And and I don't have time to run a bowling alley well, let alone at all, really, anymore. So I would love to sell it to somebody. Selling the family business. I know that takes a lot of thought process, a lot of, you know, thinking about it before you want to do something like that. But it's just that time, huh? Yes, absolutely. Like I said, I'm just old and wore out. I mean, I did everything the first 10 or 12 years that, you know, you're supposed to do. And I've just over the last 
seven years, I've just stopped. I'm tired. I don't go out. I don't social network. I don't promote. I don't do anything extra at all that could bring in. There's so many revenues of income out there that our business could be bringing in each week that we just don't explore because I don't have the energy to do it. So we're doing real well without doing anything. That was going to be my next statement. I mean, so you just said in the beginning that you're doing better than you've ever done. The business is booming and you're not even really doing anything to accredit that. Oh, no, nothing at all. And I mean, I'm not proud of that, but I mean, we're making money and I don't like, have the energy to, like I said, I've, I'm old school. I don't have Facebook. I've never been on Facebook. I don't social network at all. I don't know anything about it. My wife doesn't. She's a, a school teacher. So anybody, a new generation that can social network and has some people skills and are willing to work halfway hard, the place has unlimited earning opportunities. It's just, it's unlimited to anybody that wants to work. The very few businesses come for sale that aren't just upside down or trashed or don't, you know, that are not making money. My business is making money. It's a good business. So here's a really good business and it's prime for sale for a very reasonable price. I think it should sell to anybody that wants to take a little chance if they're halfway smart. With a bowling alley, I know there's maintenance, you know, things happen, machines, if you ever owned a car, you know, you got to fix things. I'm feeling the same way with the bowling alley. How is the shape of the bowling alley itself, the lanes, you know, the procedure? Our mechanic for the last 17 years owns Echo Lanes and Morris. His name's Tim Butterfield, and he's one of the best mechanics in the country. Our lanes have been maintained each and every month, weekly, monthly, yearly, that we don't have problems. They're A2 pin setter machines that were made in like 1970 in Japan, and they are made, they'll last 100, they'll last 200 years. That's how well they're made. They just need maintained. And we've maintained them well, better than any other alley you will ever find. With a three-pronged business like you have, I mean, we already said the bar, we said the kitchen, the restaurant, we said, you know, the bowling alley. Everything's important. Everything is, you know, a big, huge piece to the business. How have you, and you've mentioned your wife a couple of times, Stacy. so Scotty Banks, Stacy Banks, how have you guys been able to do all this throughout the 17 years and make sure it's still booming now in 2023? Work hard. We work hard. My wife manages. Stacy takes care of all the bookings and parties and staffing, and that's a huge thing off my plate. We work together and we make it work. We have a very good staff also. Some of the things that I've always put out there to people that we stop, we used to have a really good youth league in the beginning. We used to hold all kinds of tournaments. We don't hold any tournaments anymore. We don't have a youth league. We have a theme bowling that should be updated. We have everything in place for anybody that can, wants to come in and just put a little bit of money in updating the theme of the place, like bring it into the 2024, 23s, instead of it being blocked back into... The year 2005 is the best way I can put it. Our building, we have uber, uber granite throughout the whole building. The bar, the counters, the kitchen, the bathrooms. You'll never find a business, a bowling alley, that has granite throughout it, through everything. And the floor is an Italian tile. It was a very expensive tile that we got at a good deal, so it'll last forever. I'm open to, like I've told Brandon so, so many times, that anybody interested... 
100% full, fully guaranteed disclosure. I would tell you everything about the business. There's nothing to hide. There's not, it's a great business. I am just wore out. I'm tired and I would love to see it just thrive under new ownership. So you and Stacy, two people ran it and have flourished and haven't updated since 2005, like the building itself. And haven't had leagues, haven't, you know, been able to put in that extra effort because you do have a horse farm, you have other things going on, and you're still flourishing. So if somebody took the opportunity and took it for the good price that you're offering, the sky's the limit for them. It's an absolute no-brain business. Halfway run it right, you'll have all your money back in less than five years and be well on your way to, to just having a great life. How do they contact you? How do they make a deal happen? Brandon will give my phone number, 815-252-2067, or Scott Banks, 1T and Scott, the number 2, at gmail.com. Check out the business at Victory Lane's Facebook, tells daily information. Uh, We have a website that has not been updated for a few years, but it has a lot of nice pictures on it. Anybody with questions, call me. I will give you, and I'm fully honest. Fully disclosure, I have a great business. I'm just tired and wore out. Scotty, I know there are lots of important intangibles about this business and, you know, things to let people know. What are some things, you know, additionally that we haven't touched on that you might want to address here? Everyone knows that the success of any business greatly depends on keeping your costs down. It's the food costs, liquor costs, labor costs. For the first 10 years, I did a great job at it, and it really paid off. For the last six years, we haven't even kept any costs. I mean, that's how we just aren't doing much anymore. So here's the bottom line. This is, we have a chance to buy a really good, established family business at a very, very reasonable price. Victory Wayne's was appraised five years ago at $675,000. We're doing more business now than then. So to show people that we're very serious about selling right now, We've set the price at $575,000. We think that's very, very reasonable. Any person or partnership that possesses just a little ingenuity, common sense, and creativity, Victory Lanes could be an absolute gold mine. Anyone interested, I can guarantee you, I can tell you just a few things that won't cost anything that will open up all kinds of new revenue opportunities immediately. And I did say 100% full disclosure. I will be available to new owners for as long as it takes for them to know everything about the business and the building. So anyone that's dreamed of owning a beautiful bar, restaurant, and bowling alley, give me a call. That was Scott Banks, owner of Victory Lanes in Dwight. Reach out to him. If you are interested in a profitable business, I have done trivia nights there, I have bowled there, I have ate there, I have had a couple beverages there. It is a great place. There's always people in there, it's always packed, there's always music playing, there's always kids playing air hockey, there is always something going on there. Go check it out. Try to make yourself some money because this is a place that you can do it. Well, I'm Brandon Lachance, the host of Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Don't know where you're listening to this episode, but you can listen to all of them on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and the website, www.rss.com backslash podcasts. That is plural with an S backslash edge of your seat podcast. The socials, you know we're there. Facebook, edge of your seat podcast, and Twitter, edge of your seat P. If you want to check out my personals, 
on Twitter. It's LaChance Writer. My last name is L.A. Chance. Pronounce LaChance. So, at LaChance Writer. And then the Facebook, Brandon LaChance. Again, L.A. Chance. The best way for me to describe it to you. On Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Facebook, Twitter, please review. Leave a comment. Leave a star or five or 15,000 of them. All of those cool things that you can do to interact and kind of boost us up a little bit, help people know that we're out here. Hopefully everybody does, but you know, there's always somebody that just doesn't know yet. Let's help them know. If you have any questions, suggestions, you want to be a guest, you know somebody that would be a good guest, you like or don't like something I or a guest said, or you want to become a sponsor with Edge of Your Seat Podcast, please send an email to edgeofyourseatpodcast at gmail.com as always much love to brian cavelli cavelli productions for the intro and outro beat that has been played on every single episode of edge of your seat podcast edge of your seat podcast is brought to you by first state bank 19 locations in northern central illinois great people help you with every single one of your banking needs and i say every single one because first state bank literally does everything. This is episode 259. We had Scott Banks start off the show. We also have We The Least, a Christian band from Mendota that moved to Nashville almost two years ago. They got a lot of things going on. They got a new single called Life In The 20s. Check that out on Spotify, Apple, everywhere that provides music because it's there. I know it's on Spotify. I've listened to it a couple times. But they're coming to Mendota, April 14th to the 16th, and on April 16th, they will be performing at Mendota's First United Methodist Church on 6th Street. It's on your way out of town, going towards Triumph and Troy Grove. Check them out. They're doing a service. It'll be an hour of them jamming out, playing some of their awesome music. We also have Win Lose Stat. We'll start off with all conference players, girls and boys basketball, conference teams, all state teams have been announced. And just to let you know, David Bowie's Scary Monsters, an album from 1980, won the last Bring It Back poll. So I'm listening to that. And in the next couple shows, I'll break down the album, talk about David Bowie. We'll go on from there. And I'll put up another set of four albums from the Rolling Stone magazine top 500 albums of all time list. We've been breaking it down, going through the albums, putting up a poll of four each. You pick the winner. I'll listen to it and break it down. Been a lot of fun and I've been getting a lot of feedback. People are liking the different genres, the different artists. And I like it because you're picking. That means you're interacting. Had almost a hundred votes on the last one. It's pretty cool to have you know, people helping me out. That's always a great thing. I try to provide entertainment. You help me do that. Thank you. Much appreciated. Much love all the time. Before we get to the all-conference players, all-state players for girls and boys basketball, let's hear a word from First State Bank. Have you heard the news? First State Bank is the first to offer Quillo. Quillo is an online personal loan officer that allows you to apply for a loan in just minutes. Need to replenish your checking account? Pay off a high interest credit card? Or take that vacation you have always wanted? Check out Quillo on the First State Bank website using your phone, tablet, or PC. It won't impact your credit score to apply. There are no fees, 
no penalties, and payments you can afford. You'll need a First State Bank checking account, but have no worries. You can apply for one of those online also. Check out FSB Premier's account that pays higher interest for doing a few routine activities. Go to firststatebank.biz today to see how you can get a Quilla loan with a new or existing checking account. First State Bank is member FDIC and equal housing lender. Let's get to all conference teams. We're going to start with the girls. Three Rivers Conference East Division. First team, Kiwani Jr., Kate Salisbury. Hall Jr., McKenna Christensen. Kiwani Sophomore, Maya Deering. Princeton Senior, Olivia Garten. Princeton Freshman, Keely Davis. And Newman Jr., Jess Johns. If you weren't keeping track, there's only one senior out of these six on the first team. The rest are all coming back for another year. At least one more year. The second team for the East Division of the Three Rivers Conference. St. B. Jr., Ellie Bosnich. Mendota Sr., Katie Jenner. Burrow Valley Jr., Kate Stoller. Hall Sr., Promise, Gia Cometti. Mendota Jr., Rihanna Brandt. Newman Jr., Madison Duhon. Princeton Jr., Maya Fox. Princeton Sr., Mariah Hobson. And Princeton Freshman, Cameron Driscoll. Princeton won the conference with a 12-0 record. Burrow Valley was 9-3. Hall, 8-4. Kiwani, 5-7. St. Bede, 3-9. Newman was also 3-9. And and Mendota was 2-10. Honorable mentions for the Eastern Division. Hall Sr., Tony Newton. Kiwani Sr., Marissa Stevens. Kiwani Sr., Emma Crofton. And St. B. Jr., Ella Hermes. The Tri-County Conference Girls All-Conference Team. First team was Roanoke Benson Sr., Lexi Weldon. Marquette Jr., Lily Craig. Seneca Sr., Kennedy Hartwig, who was also the Conference Player of the Year. Putnam County Jr., Ava Hatton. And Roanoke Benson freshman, Brianna Harms. The second team, Midland Jr., Sophie Milloy. Henry Sinatuan sophomore, Caitlin Anderson. Roanoke Benson Jr., Maggie Luganbull. Putnam County Sr., Gracie Chuchi. The third team for the Tri-County Conference, Seneca sophomore, Alyssa Zellers. Marquette sophomore, Avery Durden. Seneca sophomore, Ella Sterling. And Putnam County Jr., Gabby Doyle. Moving to the men's side, the Tri-County Conference East Division for the boys. The first team, senior from Hall, Mac Rosetich. Kiwani Jr., Brady Clark, Lucas Simpson, a junior at Newark, Rafa Romero, Mendota Sr., and two seniors from Princeton, Tegan Davis and Grady Thompson. On the second team, Princeton sophomore Noah Laporte and Princeton senior Colton Monroe, Kiwani Jr., Blaze Lewis, Newman Sr., Nolan Britt, St. B. Jr., Isaiah Hart, Burrow Valley sophomore Landon Rushing. Honorable mentions for the Tri-County Conference East Division Boys Basketball. St. Bede Sr., Colin Hunenberg. Mendota Jr., Isaiah Nanes. Burrow Valley Sr., Coper Balancefin. Hall Jr., Peyton Dye. Hall Sr., Aston Peacher. Princeton Jr., Court Lawson. And Newman Sr., Aiden Batten. The Boys Interstate 8 Conference Morris had sophomore Jack Wheeler on the first team and senior Gage Phillips was an honorable mention. For the Little Ten, Hinkley Big Rock had 
Ben Hinchke and Martin Ledbetter on the first team, as well as Indian Creek's Jeffrey Probst. The Big Northern Conference featured Genoa Kingston's Josh Bunting, Bryce Bolin, and Hayden Hodgson. For the girls, Genoa Kingston had Ellie Pugel and Becca Pallotta on the Big Northern Conference all-conference teams. Moving on to girls' state recognitions. For the Associated Press in 1A, Anawan sophomore Bella Van Opdorp was an honorable mention. In 2A, Byron senior Ava Colchin made the first team. She did record her 1,000 point early in the season and kept going to help Byron finish second in the state in Class 2A. Second team on 2A was Fieldcrest senior Ashlyn May. Honorable mention was Maya Jansen. Stillman Valley Jr. and special mention was Taylor Davidson from Stillman Valley and Caitlin White from Fieldcrest. 3A honorable mention, senior from Sycamore, Evan Carrier, Sycamore Jr., Lexi Carlson, senior from Geneseo, Danielle Beach, and Geneseo senior, Annie Wirth, all 3A honorable mentions. Associated Press Boys All-State Team, Class 1A, first team, Yorkville Christian David Douglas saw box scores from this player all year long. He was a double-double monster and could score 25 to 30 points anytime he wanted to. Didn't matter who was guarding him. Class 1A honorable mentions, Serena Sr., Camden Figgins, Hinkley Big Rock sophomore, Martin Ledbetter, Newman Jr., Lucas Simpson. Class 2A first team, Princeton Sr., Grady Thompson. Honorable mention, also, Princeton senior Tegan Davis, Hall senior Macrosetich, and Seneca sophomore Paxton Gertz. Class 3A honorable mentions Streeter Jr., Christian Benning, Kaneland Jr., Troyer Carlson, Sterling Jr., Andre Claver. Moving on to the Illinois Basketball Coaches Association All State team, we'll start with boys. Class 1A Dave Douglas Jr., the senior from Yorkville Christian, he was first team. Third team, Putnam County senior Jackson McDonald. Class 2A on the second team was Princeton senior Grady Thompson. Class 3A, second team, Sterling junior Andre Claver. Third team, Sterling junior Lucas Austin. So Claver and Austin getting recognized, both juniors returning to Sterling for one more year. Uh-oh, Sterling could be dangerous next year. Class 4A, third team, LeBaron Lee, Yorkville Sr. The All-State Girls for the Illinois Basketball Coaches Association. Class 1A, special mentions. Ellie Jones, Jr. from Amboy. Earlville Jr., Madison Olson. Hinkley Big Rock freshman, Anna Herman. Polo Sr., Lindy Popper. And from Serena, Jr. Paisley Twaite. And sophomore, Jenna Setchell. Class 2A, on the first team was Byron Sr., Ava Colchin, and Fieldcrest senior Ashlyn May. On the third team was Byron senior Ella Grunstrom. And special mentions, Fieldcrest junior Caitlin White and Seneca junior Kennedy Hartwig. Class 3A on the second team was Geneseo senior Danielle Beach and Sycamore junior Lexi Carlson. On the third team was Evan Carrier, a senior from Sycamore as well. Special mentions for 3A, LaSalle Peru senior Brooklyn Fisick. Ottawa sophomore Marley Orlandi and Geneseo sophomore Annie Worth. 
Congratulations to the players for doing their thing and getting the special honors. It means a lot when you're an All-State player. So congrats for doing your thing, working your hardest, and making it count. Speaking of making it count, Ortega Tree Service and Landscaping make it count when it comes towards your yard. Believe it or not, sunny, beautiful weather is just around the corner. This means you'll want your lawn looking just as good as the sun rays feel. Arteaga Tree Service and Landscaping is the definition of lawn beautification. The company offers tree removal, lawn care, stump grinding, and spring and fall cleanup to residential and commercial customers. Arteaga Tree Service and Landscaping is fully insured and offers a senior citizen discount. Call 815-878-7504 for a free estimate from Arteaga Tree Service and Landscaping. I don't know about you, but after I'm working on the yard or even watching someone else do the outdoor manicuring, I know I get hungry. Coming soon to Little Joe's Gaming Cafe is a kitchen serving a variety of good eats. Go to Little Joe's located at 713 Illinois Ave in Mendota or call 815-538-4900 for more information. It's time for Win Lose Stat, the spring edition. We're moving on to the warmer weather now. Like it's getting here, getting a good day, then a colder day, then a good day, which makes spring sports kind of tough. But hopefully we can get a couple weeks of just amazing sun, wind, breeze, feels cool, and sports are awesome to watch. This win-lose stat is going to be from Tuesday, March 7th to Monday, March 20th. Girls track at Sycamore. Sycamore won with a 113. Indian Creek was second with 53 points. Sandwich was third with 52 points. Rochelle was fourth with 50. Plano fifth with 45. Ottawa sixth with 42. And Newark took ninth place with 28 points. For Indian Creek, Carolyn Bend won the 800 in 2 minutes, 37.14 seconds. Jolene Larson won the 3200 with a time of 11.55.05. The 1600 relay of Ellie Bend, Cheyenne Fay. Jolene Larson and Carolyn Bend won it with a 4-minute, 42.63-second run. The pole vault, Reagan Gibson, set a school record with 3.58 meters. Saturday, March 11th, the Seneca girls track team won the Reed Custer invite. Also at Hananiga, Hananiga won their own event with a 104. Indian Creek took 5th with 50 points. Jolie Larson for Indian Creek won the 3200, 11 minutes, 51.14 seconds, and Regan Gibson from Indian Creek won the pole vault with 3.35 meters. For boys track, Seneca took fourth at the Reed Custer Invite, and in Hananiga, Indian Creek finished 23rd. The Sterling Indoor Meet featured Mendota, Dixon, Freeport, Galesburg, Rock Falls, and of course, Sterling. For Mendota, they took two fifth-place finishes as Anthony Kelson ran a 2-minute 18.41800. And in the 3200, Anthony Kelson, Travis Mum, Carlos Levis, and Jacob Carr ran a 10-minute 2.96-second run. For the girls, Mendota's best finisher was Grace Wasmer as she took third in the long jump with 13.5 meters. Wednesday, March 15th, Boys track, Indian Creek was ninth at Sycamore. On the softball field, Amboy fell to Morrison 5-4. For Amboy, 
Ellie McLaughlin had three singles and two RBIs. Plano defeated Lyle 13-12 for Plano. Alyssa Dubinsky had a complete game on the mound, went three for three with four RBIs and a grand slam. Lindsey Cook for Plano was three of four, four RBI and two stolen bases. On the baseball field, Amboy lost to Morrison 5-2. Amboy had two hits as Jackson Rogers had a double and Charlie Dickinson had a single. Thursday, March 16th, girls soccer, Indian Creek 4, Genoa Kingston 0. The goals for Indian Creek, 7 minutes 54 seconds, Emma Turner had the goal. The assist was from Paige Fetlich. 22-54, Emma Turner with her second goal. The assist from Zoe Beach. 29-04, Isabella Turner had a goal. Paige Fetlich had her second assist. And at 60-10, Emma Wilson had an unassisted goal. Monday, March 20th, on the baseball field, Mendota opened its season and gave Cody Zink his first win in his first game as he is the new coach for the Trojans. Mendota won 13-3 against Plano. Plano led 3-2, and then Mendota rallied. Behind eight hits, Isaiah Nanez had a triple. Dominic Stamberger had three RBIs. Landon Kreiser had two RBIs. And Braden Freeman and Ryan Strauss had two singles. On the softball field, Mendota 27, Plano 10. For Mendota, Emma Schultz had a grand slam as the Lady Trojans had 14 hits. Schultz had two RBIs, so she had a grand slam and then another to give her eight RBIs. Riley Sangra took the win on the mound. She had six Ks and one walk. Zoe Hansen, Katie Jenner, Ava Eddy, and Madeline Becker each had two singles apiece. And that's how you end the winter all kinds of players on the state teams, and how you begin spring with some amazing baseball, soccer, softball, track. Tennis will be included, and any other sport that we decide to talk about, because that's what we do here on Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Well, that is the end of the intro. We're going to kick it to our sponsor, Mendota Ford, and then we hear from the Christian band from Mendota, now in Nashville, trying to make their dreams come true and produce music for all of us to jam out to, we the least. Nathaniel DeLong, Del May, Michaela DeLong, and in the band, but not on this show, Noah DeLong, as he's trying to get his college education. If you can make it, we the least is playing April 16th, 9.30 a.m. at the First United Methodist Church in Mendota. Hopefully I see you there. I'll be there taking photos, saying hello. Hopefully I see you there. If not, Keep listening to Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Until next time, peace. I was waiting for this one. Kind of like, hey, I'll reach out when I feel the time's right. And then somebody reaches out and says, hey, they're coming back in the area. Got to have them on the podcast. And I'm like, well, of course. Well, let's do this. Oh, yeah. We the least. I am very, very happy to talk to you again. Friends of Edge of Your Seat Podcast. It's been probably a year and a half, two years since you've been on. I'm glad to have you back. Yeah. Yeah. yeah! Thanks for having us. We're excited to be here. Yeah. For sure. So, just to let you guys know, and I did not tell you before I hit the record button, to introduce you, I didn't want to, like, you know, form any favorites or, like, hey, put them in a separate order. So I put the three names in a hat to say which names I would say first. <laughs> that is awesome! <laughs> so, ah! we, we the least, a band from Mendota consists of 
Del May. Say what's up, Del. What's up, Del? <laughs> oh my God. Then we got Michaela DeLong. Michaela, what's up? Hey, hey. And then, of course, Nathaniel DeLong. How's it going, my man? What's going on? <laughs> and I'm totally honest. I put your three names in a hat, and that's how they came out. Hey, we believe you. What hat was it? Just curious. It was a Chicago Bears hat. Okay, we like the Bears. We'll go with that. Would have been better if it was Cubs, but that's okay. It would have been a Cubs hat if the Bears hat wasn't sitting in front of it. Hey, that's okay. We accept it. We love it. Perfect. And we have to give a shout out to Noah DeLong, who is also part of the band, but he is a college student and can only be around in certain circumstances. So shout out to Noah as well. Yes. Education. We, yeah, we decided that we would allow him to get a college education first. So. <laughs> You're like, hey, we'll let you be part of the band, but you got to be smart to be in our band. Yes. Exactly. He's getting there. So close. <laughs> <laughs> you know those little baby steps. You got to have those. Exactly. Got to get some A's first and money's in. So the last time that we talked, I came over to your guys's. I guess, uh, band room, sort of, kind of? All the instruments? Yeah, garage hall. The garage hall, yes, if you remember, that's what we call it. Yes. I ran into your mother probably about, I'm going to say a month, but I think it was closer to like three weeks. And she came up to me and she's like, hey, I don't know if you remember me, but you interviewed my kids and their band <laughs> at our house. And I'm like, I know who you are. I don't know you, but I know who you are. How are you? <laughs> That's funny. That is so awesome. It was pretty cool. So that had already triggered me to be like, hey, I need to reach out. I know they've been doing big things. And then you guys coming back in the area. I was like, hey, we got to do a podcast. Oh, yeah. so sweet. So last time we talked in the Garage Mahal, you guys were still here doing shows. I had seen you out at Sweet Corn Fest. You did a couple other things around here. And then you announced to the world, hey, we're going to Nashville. We're taking that next step. And that is where you're at now. Yes, it sure is. <laughs> so how long have you guys been in Nashville at this point? Yeah, almost two years. Which probably. is crazy to say. Like, I feel like it doesn't feel like it's been two years. Do you yeah. guys feel like it has? No, it's long time. It is. I feel like we blinked. And it's like, bam. I hate to say this because you guys are a little bit younger than me. But the older you get, the faster and faster it goes. Oh, yeah. man. Uh, I believe that. Oh, I've heard this. Yeah, it's not fun, but it's still fun because you just know you got to, you know, embrace and enjoy every day as they come because they go by quick. That's right. That is true. So I just had my birthday this week, and I turned 28, and it's just a little too close to 30. I'm a little on edge that I turned 28. I don't love it. And so I agree with you. I feel like it just goes by so fast. It's crazy. Well, happy belated birthday. Thank you. <laughs> and to add to this conversation, I will be 38 in October, which is close to 40, so I'm feeling that. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it comes crazy. It's fast. Ugh, insane. For I think sure. I'm only going to do birthdays every other year, so I don't grow up as fast. Oh. That's a good idea. That's how that works? I think I'm going to do that. Yeah. That's a good idea. The people that I don't like, I just tell them that I stopped at 30 and uh, that I'm 30. Like, I may be like 50, but I stopped at 30. But I like you guys, so I'll be honest. <laughs> okay, so, little shameless plug. 
our single that we just put out is called Life in Your 20s. And it's kind of about your 20s and just like the confusion of it. But obviously, I'm about to go into my 30s. And one of my friends said that, an older friend, I should say, said that your 30s are like the best time of your life. Oh, wow. So I don't know if that if you can attest to that. But she told me like to live it up in my 30s that it's a good time. I have said this pretty much every year of my 30s. I like the 30s better than the 20s, and I like the 20s better than the teens. And I'm actually looking forward to the 40s, even though that means I'm getting older. <laughs> okay, that's encouraging. That's very encouraging. Because if you look at it this way, in the 30s, you're starting to get... Your early 30s, you're starting to get things figured out. You're starting to make more money. You're starting to get your career in the path that you want to, all the work through college and the education and the beginning steps, the initial job processes and getting your foot in the door is over or pretty much over by the early 30s. By the time you hit the late 30s, you've already had some of those big paychecks or they're continuously like, you know, been able to stack up or get things that you wanted to or go on trips or do things that were cool. That happens in the later 30s after you put in all that groundwork in the 20s and early 30s. Love to hear it. Love to hear it. There's things to look forward to. Besides getting old. Great. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. And, of course, you got the family things that go on, too, you know. But, yeah. Right. True. True. This is good news. Yeah. So you got a lot of things to look forward to. Okay, great. And we, the listeners of Edge of Your Seat Podcast, and me, get to look forward to you guys making music in your 20s and 30s and so on and so on. Thank you. Thank you. Let's talk about this new single. What is it called again? It's We in Our Twenties? Th- <laughs> You're so close. It's Life in Your Twenties. Oh, say so you take out We, put in Life, and then you got it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you were so close. <laughs> <laughs> so Life in the Twenties, about that confusing time. Uh, what made you guys decide, like, hey, this is a song we want to go with and make it a single? That seems crazy because I remember being in Garage Mahal. But anyway, yeah, fast forward yeah. from that. <laughs> <laughs> what has happened or changed in the last two years since you guys have been in Nashville? Has there been opportunities for you guys to excel on a certain kind of stage? Or have you come out with other albums or things like that? What has happened in the last two years being in Nashville? Yeah, so we, we've had a couple pretty big things happen. One thing that happened was we actually won a songwriting competition down here. 
for our song Made You Too, which is one of our biggest songs right now. I think it has 600,000 streams on Spotify, so that one's really taken off. Part of that is because we won the Christian Songwriter of the Year through CM United. They awarded us with a year of radio promotion, and they did some consulting with us and kind of helped us with our branding a little bit and putting us out there more. So that was really cool just to be able to get that little uh, award and then have that behind our name now going forward. But It's kind of cool, too. I was just going to jump in and say we have this little, like, Spotify for Artists app, and we can see, like, how many streams and, like, the countries and stuff. And there's just so many countries that are streaming our stuff. Maybe, maybe because of that contest, but also just randomly, like, we have some streams in France and New Zealand and South Africa and Switzerland, yeah. Germany. Like, I'm looking at it right now. It's just all these different countries. Some of it probably is from the radio promotion. So, yeah, yeah it's kind of cool to see how it's expanded. Yeah. Yeah, it has been cool. And even the other day, I think we got a comment on our YouTube that somebody from Scotland overheard our song, like, in a warehouse or something. So our song was playing in, like, a public store yeah. in Scotland. So that's pretty cool to hear. Obviously, making a big jump from Medota, Illinois to somewhere like Nashville that's all about music and, yeah. you know, getting exposure, getting yourself out there. It sounds like, even though you're only two years in, that it was worth it. It definitely, definitely has been. And even with other aspects, too, of there's just so many songwriters down here. So it's encouraging to be around a lot of other people that are doing it and just co-writing songs and asking them, like, what works for you guys for promo and all those kinds of things. Or even just joining friends on shows. They'll just have us come play. Hey, I got a slot. You want to split it with me? That kind of a thing. Yeah, just learning. Like, I feel like because, you know, it could seem like we're small fish in a big pond, but it's kind of cool because there is so many people down here that are in the same boat who are, you know, just starting out. And so it's been really neat to meet them, hear stories, and just kind of learn. Like, we've been learning from people that we meet. So it's kind of cool. It's a learning experience for sure. Good stuff. Dell. I haven't heard much from you, and I know your big Sorry. jolly voice is back there, so this question is directed to you, and then I'll go to Nathaniel <laughs> and Michaela. Sorry. Hey, I got to get you in here, bro. My big one-liner was the intro. That's all I had. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, hey, I'm a one-and-done kind of guy. That's it. <laughs> I'm messing with you. What you got? What you got? All right, man. <laughs> Obviously, you guys have went next level. You got radio stuff. You got all these things happening. When a passion or something that you love to do, sometimes it becomes a job and then it's not as fun. Is it still fun for you? Yeah, that is a good question. I think kind of going back to what we were saying, I think meeting a lot of people in the same boat and kind of being around people who are, who are trying to chase after the same thing, it kind, of, it kind of motivates you and you're kind of scratching each other's backs in a way and we're all still working full time. I think even yeah, being able to to do this with with not just the three of us, but even a small community of writers that we've met down here, it kind of makes the a little less intimidating and more like a like a team kind of working together as a community. That's so true. Yeah. So it still doesn't feel like work because there's so many things going on that are cool, fun, and kind of how you guys started, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because we, we've had a lot of conversations just about kind of the vision for, for We The Least and what, what we want to look like, what we want to, kind of routes want to take in the future. And I think a lot of the conversations end up coming back to, like, we want to be authentic. Mm-hmm. We want to be, you know, real to ourselves and real to each other, um, real to our audience. Like, we don't want to cash in and just kind of be a cookie-cutter band. Like, we want to 
make sure that we, we can have relationships with our fans. We want to make sure that we can make genuine friendships with the people that we write with, perform with. Yeah. Um, and so, like, I think being able to stay true to that and keeping that, you know, a good focal point, that does make, does make it a lot of fun, even if it is a little bit more work, a little bit more to juggle, you know, with, with jumping into the business, like moving down to Nashville right away like that. It does make it fun. So what I hear out of this is you guys don't want to coast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. No coasting allowed. No coasting. No coasting allowed. I would say like we're not necessarily writing songs like with the intention of like let's write this so it can be on the radio, but we're just kind of trying to stay true to what we feel like we should be writing about and what we want to write about. Michaela was talking about how we've been learning from other people too, but one thing that we've learned is that you have to play the long game and not expect for things just to happen overnight, but just to stay in it mm-hmm. for a long time and, and keep working on your craft, and then you'll see things come through later. Like, they say that Nashville is a 10-year town, so it takes most people 10 years before they have, like, a hit song. If, if an individual songwriter moves to Nashville, it might take them 10 years before they have any sort of success. So we're only in year two, and we've already seen some really cool things happen, but... Yeah, we're just going to keep going and, like you said, not coasting and doing our thing and hopefully people keep liking it. I'm going to sum this up with one word, development. Yeah. 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 I'm a sports guy. I think you guys already know that, so I'm going to do a little analogy real quick. I talk about this all the time with college basketball. Back in the day, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar played four years in college. Michael Jordan played three. Patrick Ewing played four. All these great, iconic players played three, four years in the college ranks, and developed their skills. Now, basketball, the quality is so awful because kids don't stay in college. They chase the dollar. They chase the NBA dream. They leave after their freshman or sophomore year. They're not ready for the NBA. They need to stay in college, but they chase the dollar, and the level of basketball is being affected. Everybody's going crazy about this NCAA bracket and all the upsets. They're not upsets because the smaller schools have the kids that are staying three, four years, and the coaches that have put in 15, 20 years at that school to to develop, there's that word again, a program and their skills, and all of a sudden, they're better than the one and dones because they're only there for a year, and they don't gel as a team. That player doesn't learn all the fundamentals. They're just an extreme, awesome athlete. That gets you so far, but if you can't do the fundamental things, then you're not a great basketball player. And I feel that translates to music, too. You have to put in that work yeah. in the grind. That's good. Yeah, that is good. good. I think even with Nathaniel, I would say, is kind of the, the one who has his face in all the, the business aspects of, yeah. of the music industry. And kind of what I'm what I'm seeing and hearing from him and kind of seeing and hearing from what we're, what we're doing as we released, is like, man, the more that we know how the business runs, I think the more valuable we'll be in this long game uh-huh. that we're playing. I think we're all just content with asking the question, hey, are we enjoying it? Are we having fun doing it? Are we making good music? Are we not coasting? I think if we can answer those, yes, then we're on the right track. Good job. That was good. Thanks. <laughs> I'm, wiping the, I'm wiping the tear of joy off, off of my face. <laughs> Oh, just called dad. I'm officially old. Oh, that's awesome. That is awesome. 
I said it a couple times in the beginning of this chat about you guys coming back. So you are coming up here April 14th to the 16th. And as I understand, on April 16th, you are doing a church performance where the public is welcome to come see you. Yes, absolutely. Yes, everyone is welcome. It'll be at the First United Methodist Church in Mendota at 9.30 a.m. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? 9.30. Yeah, and we're doing like maybe like a few secular songs as well, right? Anybody's yeah. welcome. Doesn't have to be, yeah. you know. Come say hi. Yeah, come say hey. We'd love for you to come. It's Methodist Church by the fairgrounds. Yes. Yeah. To clarify. First United Methodist Church. Gotcha. Not Zion United. Yeah. Not Zion. Yeah. Not Zion. But yeah, it, it won't really feel like a traditional service because it'll just be us playing music for an hour. But it'll be great. It'll yeah. Be yeah. I think we're doing, mo- are we doing mostly I, I originals? Mostly, yeah, mostly our own stuff. Mostly originals. Some new stuff that maybe some Mendota people haven't heard yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some yeah. stuff that they have heard that they may haven't heard live in a while. So hopefully a good mix. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So the church has been like, hey, you guys come out, play your music. You don't even have to play the traditional stuff. Let's Let's jam out. the fan base (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome but the whole band will be there yes 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 awesome what made you guys decide to come up were you guys coming up for easter or anything like that and you're like hey uh this opportunity came so we'll see everybody this other weekend yeah, um, actually, I've just been really craving Marshalloni's pizza, so we decided <laughs> to make the track back down. No, I'm just kidding. I'm we're, just bringing, kidding. we're bringing home three gallons of mild sauce. Yeah. <laughs> Marshies. Oh, gosh. We um, just got asked to come back a while ago, and just uh, Pastor Mary there asked us to like let her know when we're back in town. And so this weekend, that weekend worked out. But we are low-key hatching a plan to get Marshallonis after the service yes. before we go back to Nashville. So that's not a joke. It's for real. <laughs> Spoken like true Mendodian natives. <laughs> I am not going to lie. When I left for Texas, I was gone like two or three months, and I came back. The very first thing I did, I hit a Marshallonis. Yes. Oh, it's just so good. I yeah. don't know how to describe it, but it's so good. Uh, now you got me thinking, like, hey, what time is it? Can I order a pizza? <laughs> hey, you still got time. <laughs> you, don't, you don't have to include this in, in your editing, but I just thought I would let you know I tried reaching out to the owner of Marshalloni's like, a few months ago. <laughs> I forgot about that. I don't know if you have any leverage, but if you do, that'd be great. I tried to email and see, like, where they get their mild sauce, if I can get some sort of recipe. Um, he really you know, hookups. Let me know. I can actually tell you a secret that was shared on this podcast. No way. About Marshy's? About Marshy's and Mild Sauce. Stop it. Stop it. We are like pens and paper out ready. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. So, friend of the podcast, Tyler Nyman, was on, and I asked him because he delivered for Marshalonis or cooked there at the same time that I was cooking and delivering at Pizza Hut. So we were sort of kind of rivals, but we were friends. So he got on this podcast 
and we were talking about it, and he told me what mild sauce really is. Oh, my God. It is chipotle mayonnaise. That's all it is. That's okay. it? It's chipotle mayonnaise. What? If you see chipotle mayonnaise in the store, that is mild sauce. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so now is this, is this like, st- it's still the same that they use now? Yes. Wow. Wow. We have been, like, working trying so hard to figure out how to make this because we don't have it down here, obviously. Actually, I tried to make some for Michaela for her birthday last year. It didn't you did a good job. It didn't turn out. I think they had sour cream in there, and I think that threw it off. But It wasn't exactly the same, but I appreciate the effort, and it was very close. Yeah. It was yeah. very close. I'm so upset. No, don't be upset. <laughs> no, you it got the A, a for effort. effort. You got the A for effort. Exactly. <laughs> That's so funny. But yeah, when he told me that on this very podcast, and it did air, so I'm not telling a crazy secret that's never been told before, but when he said that, my jaw literally dropped. I'm like, that's it? It's Chipotle mayonnaise. Like, I thought it was some secret, you know, witch's cauldron getting mixed together, all kinds of ingredients from the Netherlands and, you know, places that that I've never been. It tastes like it would be something magical like that. I agree. Yeah, and it's Chipotle mayonnaise. Oh my gosh, this is mind-blowing. Mind-blowing. We should write a song called Mild Sauce or Marshies. Well, shout-out to Marshies. Marshies Mild. Yeah, we'll, Ooh, we'll be working like that. on that. Marshies Mild, I like that. <laughs> life, yeah. is, life is never mild at Marshies. Okay. <laughs> Ooh, our next single, everyone be looking out for that one. <laughs> Bring life in your 20s. We're just kidding. <laughs> Off the air, I was just told something about a near death. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what to call it a situation, an event, or what we call yeah. this. But what happened? Yeah. Okay. So we were playing, we were playing a gig last summer in Louisville, and it was at like an amphitheater type setting, but they had a big awning over top of us with like steel bars and then like a tarp draped over us. Were you performing outside of a prison? Yeah, why did it steal bars? <laughs> it's like a pavilion. It's like a pavilion. Yeah, it's more yeah. tense thing. Like, there was, there was like a fountain, and it was in the town center. Inmates were walking around. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I'm just picturing like Elvis Presley doing Jailhouse Rock or oh Johnny God. Cash outside in this uh, steel structure. Oh my God, the steel bars. <laughs> no, but. We were playing for like an hour and 20 minutes, and everything was fine. It was a great show. People beautiful were... day, sunshine. Yeah. We were like drinking water because it's so like beautiful out. It's hot. Great day. Yeah. So many people milling around. Anyways, I'm just trying to set the scene. Right, set the scene. Beautiful yeah. day. But then we play our song. It's called The Rain and I, and it has nothing to do with what happens next. But it was very ironic because out of nowhere, clouds started rolling in in like a matter of probably 30 seconds and it just starts downpouring on us like super strong winds this shelter thing that's over top of us made out of the steel was just like bending like crazy the wind was just blowing it everywhere so del but del and i were singing we were singing stay by rihanna yeah we were still trying to perform during this whole thing and then as Michaela was singing the piano starts to fall off the stand and you caught it in midair. I caught it and then everything around us starts like flying up in the air people yeah. are leaving this tent above 
us just starts to come out of the ground. So we're all running over and like yeah. holding it down. My nose ring fell out of my nose. Oh. Not to be found. Um, we were just like the scrambling. Just flying everywhere. Truly thought we were going to die. The bars on this pavilion tent thing were like bent. Yeah. Like, it wasn't just like, oh, it's going to fall over. Like they were bending. Yeah. <laughs> and this wind was trying to take it off. And, and then the art festival people, there yeah. was like art tents because there was just all these people. Kind of like the Sweet Cork Fest you know, the tent thing downtown. It was all these just arts and crafts tents and there was this one that had like all these beautiful glass like ceramic bowls and they were all like handmade, just shattered on the ground. Like people are running trying to get their tents up. Yeah. We're like trying to carry our equipment back to the car and we're like, this is it. This yeah. is the end of the world. Like we're all <laughs> gonna die right here because it was terrifying. So yeah. good times. Was oh. Noah at the show? No, it was. He was. There. He was there. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. So you guys were like the Fantastic Four, and you made weather change. <laughs> Somehow. Yes. Somehow. That's what we do, Brandon. Yeah, so we're not sure how we did it, but. So you're really a band. That's your cover. Like you're a band as a cover for you guys being a superhero group. Yeah. Yes. So you can't tell anyone. You're gonna have to cut this whole story out of your segment because. Yeah, you didn't hear it from us. Yeah, we don't want anyone to know. Gotta edit it all out. It's deleted. Yeah, delete it, right? Because <laughs> if this ends up in the podcast, this might be your last one. <laughs> all the Avengers leave like, you're done. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, that might be the first threat on Edge of Your Seat podcast to end the podcast. <laughs> oh, man. It's just for your safety. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. I don't know if I could stop laughing to finish this podcast. (laughs) Oh, that is great. Well, I'm glad that you guys survived and that you're alive and well. Thank you. Here, too. That is crazy. And we're returning there this summer. Yeah, we're we're playing there again this summer, so we're hoping for slightly better weather this summer. Yes, hopefully a different scenario. So the superhero group of We the Least is. Courageous. We are. We sure are. <laughs> Except when there's spiders. Then we're not. So Michaela's definitely not Black Widow. Then. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not Black Widow. <laughs> I don't like those spider things. Well, we the least. I am definitely going to come to the church. I'm going to take some photos. I'm going to say hi. I'm going to show my face and wave in the back. But yes, I will see you then. I'm glad that you guys are coming back. I'm so excited and happy for you for what you guys are doing in Nashville and taking the next step with your music careers. Keep doing your thing. And thank you for coming on Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Thank you. And we are proud of you for chasing after your dreams and killing it with the podcast. We think it's awesome what you're doing. So yeah. Thanks for having us. See you in a few weeks. I think I just wiped another tear off of my cheek. <laughs> We're all doing our thing. We're just making Mendota proud. We're all doing the same. Heck yes. There we go. There we go. Heck yes. Love it. Hello, Mendota. Rock Falls. Sterling. Ottawa. Amboy. Resolve to make stronger connections with Surf Fiber Internet right now. Get two free Eero Wi-Fi routers with gig speed. And with all speed plans, you can add on a home phone for just $10 a month. Unlike the other guys, there's no contracts, hidden fees, or annual rate increases. Ever. Don't miss out. Call 844-955-SURF or visit surfinternet.com to make the switch today. 
Limited time offer. Restrictions apply.